From DLA Piper, this is the Beyond the Curve podcast. For more than 15 years, DLA Piper's nonprofit affiliate, New Perimeter, has collaborated with charitable organizations, governments, and academic institutions to provide pro bono assistance in underserved regions around the world. In this episode, New Perimeter co-director Sarah Andrews and Claire Dance are joined by past director Lisa Dewey to discuss the impact the organization has had over the years and why access to justice, social and economic development, and women's advancement continue to be a focus. Hello, everyone. My name is Lisa Dewey, and I serve as the U.S. Pro Bono Partner at DLA Piper, and have also had the honor of serving as the director of New Perimeter for the past decade. And I'm really excited for this conversation with Sarah Andrews and Claire Dantz, who are the new co-directors of New Perimeter. We are going to be talking about and reflecting upon the work of New Perimeter over its life, which has been over 15 years now. But I'd like first for Sarah and Claire to quickly introduce themselves. So Sarah, over to you. Thanks so much, Lisa. And I'm really excited about this opportunity to have this discussion with you and Claire. It comes at a really opportune moment. I am based out of our firm's Boston office. I have been with the firm for close to 17 years. The majority of that time has been with New Perimeter, and I've been the assistant director for the last nine years and started out in the firm's litigation group. Hi, everybody. My name is Claire Dance. I'm one of the pro bono partners at the firm, focused on our pro bono practice in Asia-Pacific, UK, Europe, Middle East and Africa. And I am also the newly appointed co-director of New Perimeter with Sarah. Great. Well, thank you. I will kick us off with our first question for discussion. New Perimeter was created in 2005 and has been providing long-term pro bono legal assistance in underserved regions around the world ever since. Let's talk a little bit about why the firm created an affiliated nonprofit focused on global pro bono work and what exactly is unique about that model. Thank you, Sarah. The firm created New Perimeter over 15 years ago. I think it's been close to 17 years now. And the vision of New Perimeter is to really harness the skills and the talents of DLA Piper lawyers from around the world to work on creating a more just world for everyone. We created New Perimeter as a nonprofit affiliate because not only did we want to create something special, but we wanted to have an organization that we could use to approach other nonprofits and government institutions and others who we collaborate with through this entity and creating joint venture partners to work on our projects around the world. We also have a competitive process for lawyers to apply to join new perimeter teams to work on projects. And it's a real honor for our lawyers to work on new perimeter projects. The idea is to really create opportunities for our lawyers to work on long-term projects alongside our local partners around the world. And many of our projects have provided opportunities for global teams of lawyers to spend time on the ground and to travel and work in under-resourced places around the world on our projects. This model has been really important to the firm because it connects our people with one another. 
It provides these opportunities for our lawyers to connect with others on the ground and with organizations, NGOs, government institutions, to work on promoting access to justice and rule of law around the world. It also provides opportunities for our lawyers to build their skills in many ways that they wouldn't have opportunities to do otherwise. So it's a unique and innovative model. We don't know of any other law firm that has a model for global pro bono the way DLA Piper does. And it's something that we're really proud of and I think captures the entrepreneurial spirit of the firm. And it's hard to believe that almost 17 years have gone by since we did create New Perimeter in 2005. I think one of the things that's really unique about New Perimeter is that it allows us to bring together the skills of our lawyers all around the world to solve global issues. And as a global law firm, one of the things that really does make us unique is our footprint. We've got offices in more than 40 countries around the world, and that means we can draw on insight from how the issues that we're looking at are addressed in more than 40 different legal systems. I think that comparative aspect is really rich when we are looking at solutions and allows us to dig deep into issues by looking at countries that might have a similar legal system, a similar economic system or a similar approach. And to pick up on Lisa's point, I think it really also allows our people to work together, to come together, to meet each other, whether virtually or in person, and to contribute to something bigger. I completely agree with what you both said, and I would just add to a really important part of the model is having long-term commitments. New Perimeter has been involved in projects for upwards of a decade in certain countries, and we're not just making incremental commitments or discrete project commitments. We're actually creating long-term partnerships with our clients and working with them as the project and project goals evolve over time. And I think that is something that sets New Perimeter apart is we're in it for the long haul and we're committed to partnering with our clients on systemic change as opposed to one-off projects where we're in and we're out. It's pretty amazing when we look back over the last 16 plus years that we've been involved in over 245 projects involving over 1,300 DLA Piper lawyers from across the firm and across the world. We've had over 80 of our DLA Piper offices that have been engaged in new perimeter projects. And many of our projects involve that long-term commitment that Sarah and Claire spoke about, where we're building capacity on the ground among lawyers and law students. And we've trained over 18,000 lawyers and law students around the world as part of these projects, many of which we've worked on, as Sarah said, for many, many years. So we've spoken a little bit about the background of New Perimeter, but what New perimeter projects have stood out to the two of you as particularly impactful or personally meaningful, and why? I'm happy to jump in. Several come to mind, although it's hard to choose. But for me personally, I think the first that comes to mind is the firm's involvement of Kosovo, which for me was my entry point into New Perimeter as a young associate. As a junior litigator, I saw a solicitation to work on a project helping to draft the laws creating Kosovo's court system and system of 
public prosecution, which was an incredible opportunity for a young lawyer. I ended up having the opportunity to go to Kosovo and I was seconded to the Ministry of Justice for about half a year and worked very closely with the young government. So it was really an incredible opportunity to be able to get in at the ground level of a new country just building its justice system. And what New Perimeter was able to do there over a decade was really substantial, both first working on the legal system and the justice system, and then working with the Bar Association and with the women lawyers to try to increase the participation and entry into the legal profession by women. Our involvement there evolved over time. I would say another impactful project for me was also one of my first projects. We partnered with an organization called AIDS Free World to document atrocities committed against Zimbabwean women by Mugabe's regime. And we sent several teams of lawyers to interview women who were subject to incredible atrocities just because of the fact that they dared to oppose the regime in power. And that was devastating, but also a really amazing opportunity to have these incredibly brave and talented women be able to tell their stories to the outside world. And finally, I would just say our involvement in Zambia is something that has brought me a lot of fulfillment and joy. We've been working for close to a decade with the University of Zambia Law School. We then pivoted to also take on another project with the graduate law school there, but we teach legal drafting and analysis and just working with teams of young, enthusiastic students who are so excited to have the benefit of working with international lawyers is just an amazing experience to be able to go and spend a week at a time with them and get to know them. I think it's really invigorating. And it's one of those projects where our lawyers come back saying that it's been the most rewarding engagement of their entire legal career. So those three for me stand out. But of course, there are many others. For me, there are so many projects, as I mentioned, over the years, but there are a couple that I think are real highlights that I'd like to touch on. And one in particular is a project where we've been working with Mexico Appleseed for well over a decade. They're trying to strengthen and encourage a culture of pro bono among the lawyers in Mexico. That project has also led to other projects and other places in Latin America where it's been somewhat replicated, including in Colombia with Fundacion Pro Bono. And the project with Mexico Appleseed has really given so many of our lawyers the opportunity to go to Mexico and to teach at law schools there about access to justice and pro bono and to really engage the way that Sarah described with students in Mexico who are so enthusiastic and excited and really eager to become the next leaders of our profession and encouraging pro bono there in their country and working on access to justice and rule of law projects. And one of the great things about new perimeter projects is that when we send out a solicitation about projects and we put together teams of DLA Piper lawyers from around the world, we often are learning things about them that we didn't know before in terms of past experiences that they've had or skills that they are using, including teaching. 
and engaging with a whole variety of people. And through our work with Mexico Appleseed, we've been able to engage many of our young lawyers, some of whom have been Krantz Fellows, which is a program in the United States where every year two of our incoming first-year associates are chosen to be Krantz Fellows, where they work full-time on pro bono projects and new perimeter projects. And the fellowship was named after Sheldon Krantz, who is a retired partner of DLA Piper and who was one of the founders and first directors of New Perimeter until he retired in 2011. So it's an amazing way to honor his legacy and his commitment to pro bono and to New Perimeter. We've had over 10 classes now of Krantz Fellows. And it's been incredibly fulfilling to work with them on our new perimeter projects. A second new perimeter project that I just wanted to highlight that stood out to me as being particularly impactful and personally meaningful, as well as the work in Mexico, has been our work with Women Lawyers Joining Hands and the Nepal Bar Association to train women lawyers in Nepal. And this project has been going on, again, for several years where we've had the opportunity to work with just amazing women leaders in Nepal who are lawyers and who are working, again, on access to justice projects, but really working with them to build their skills and to provide them with opportunities that they haven't had before. It's been a great way for our lawyers to come together from across offices and to work locally with many of these women who have created an ongoing network. Many of our lawyers have stayed in touch with the women lawyers in Nepal over the years. And even in the last two years during the pandemic, we have stayed in touch and we actually provided an online training using Zoom this last winter, which was wonderful to be able to see people and to stay connected even when we haven't been able to travel and to spend time there on the ground. There are three projects that have really stood out for me. The first is our project in East Timor, in Timor-Leste. Timor became independent in 2002. It's very close to Australia, where I am originally from, and it had come out of a long conflict. The new government then is giving high priority to economic development, and we were able to work with the government to help to develop new policies that were designed to boost trade and foreign direct investment. It's a project that is really meaningful to me for a few reasons. One, because it was the first project that I was involved in. And it was one of those projects for me that made me really understand, I guess, how law and the legal system set the direction for a country and the importance of lawyers in that role of working out what are the best incentives, what are the levers that we can pull, and how can we help the government to shape the direction of the country. The second one is the Eyewitness Project, in which we assisted the International Bar Association with. The project uses technology and law to solve a problem of accountability for atrocities for international crimes. The IBA has put together an act to produce verifiable videos to support the prosecution of international crimes. And it's a really interesting project to me for a couple of reasons. One, the use of technology, and also because it's addressing a problem that we see every day. There are news reports talking about events that are happening around the world, and I thought it was a really innovative use of bringing together technology and law to do that. The final one is Georgia. So the representation that we have been providing for the government of Georgia to assist with the UNFCCC climate change negotiations. 
I think that's a really interesting project because climate change is a huge issue. But it's also a project that uniquely uses the skills of New Perimeter and of our firm's lawyers. We were able to build the capacity of the delegation to assist in parallel negotiations, help them to develop a negotiating position and ultimately to join a negotiations group. And that was really able to amplify the impact that Georgia was able to have in the negotiations. And I think that's a great example of how, with a little bit of support, a country can really build its capacity and can take centre stage in terms of their position and have a huge impact for people back home as well. That's great. Part of New Perimeter's mission is to collaborate with charitable organizations, with governments and academic institutions in providing the pro bono assistance around the world. And I'm wondering if we could comment on why these partnerships are important and what can be learned from this model. To me, partnerships with local organizations are critical. As an organization, we're really conscious that we need to understand the local context and the local needs. Working with a local partner who's embedded in that community provides us with really frank insight. It allows us to go much deeper and to also work collaboratively to develop a solution that's not detached from the reality on the ground. There's the old adage, nothing about us without us, that I think was coined in relation to the disability rights movement, but it applies equally to all of the pro bono work because there is no point coming up with a fantastic solution if it's not going to be used locally. Also, if you're not working directly with people who are trusted by and understood by the local community, you're only ever going to be told part of the story, so you're never really going to be able to help to develop a full solution. Working with local partners often makes you think very differently as well. And one example of that is some of the work that you've referenced, Lisa, our work in Nepal. The goal of that project is really to increase the capacity of women lawyers to participate in all aspects of decision-making in the country, to increase their representation and capacity to contribute to public life in accordance with Nepal's new constitution. Our initial thinking was that what would be required was skills like negotiations, running meetings, drafting legislation, but following discussions with our local project partners, the feedback was actually that what was required was training on commercial law issues. We were told that women are traditionally pigeonholed into doing family law, which is quite low profile, and supporting women lawyers to take on more corporate matters would increase their understanding of how business operates and increase their prestige and their credibility, which would in turn enhance their ability to contribute to public life. And I think that's a really interesting insight that if we have not been working with local partners like the Nepal Bar Association and women lawyers joining hands, we would never have come to And I think those are all really important points. And I would just add, I'll come back to the long-term nature of our relationships and how important it is for us to establish close working relationships with project partners and then to evolve with them over time. And also the importance, as Claire noted, too, of not dictating our priorities. Our project partners come to us in a number of ways, but increasingly, we get approached by organizations for assistance. We are not proactively going out and seeking out ways to execute on an agenda that we have. We are really trying to find areas where our lawyer skills can make a difference and respond to the needs that are expressed to us by our project clients. And the long-term nature of our relationships means that they evolve in stages, and we can also deepen our relationships in different regions. As I mentioned, we 
close to a decade ago, started a relationship with the University of Zambia Law School. Because of our experience and our connections in Zambia, we were able to develop relationships with other project clients that built upon what we were doing at the undergraduate university, for example, the training that we do at the graduate level now as well. I think that is so important. And I think that the model of being able to make long-term commitments to projects and to people who we are collaborating with and partnering with, it builds trust. And that trust then results in additional work or as both you, Sarah, and Claire have described the evolving nature of our work and how we are able to be flexible and to respond to really the needs and the requests that we receive from our partners. We're always working in collaboration, which reminds me of the African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And I think that is something that we take very seriously. Another collaborator, which we haven't yet mentioned, that we work closely with through our new perimeter projects is with in-house departments. We've had the real pleasure of working with many of our corporate clients on our projects, bringing that in-house counsel perspective to our work, which is also very important and a real opportunity for the beneficiaries of many of our projects. Two examples of that is that we've worked with in-house counsel from General Electric, GE, in Zambia through our work there. And we've also collaborated with in-house counsel at Pfizer, again, on our work teaching in Zambia. And that has been not only a lot of fun, but I think has brought another dimension to our work there, which has been really wonderful. And one of the things that I would also like to mention about the way that we collaborate and develop these long-term projects and partnerships is that another one of the unique features of New Perimeter is that we have an advisory board made up of thought leaders and people that are engaged in international development work, both in the public and private sectors, as well as partners from DLA Piper. And we really benefit from their guidance and wisdom and support as we're developing projects and making decisions along the way. We're really fortunate because Mark Ellis, who is the executive director of the International Bar Association, has been the co-chair of our new perimeter advisory board. And we also currently have as co-chair, along with Mark, Maha Jaweed, who is an independent expert on access to justice and the former head of the United States Department of Justice Office for Access to Justice. And we're incredibly fortunate to really benefit from their guidance. So shifting gears a little bit, New Perimeter's areas of focus are access to justice, social and economic development, and sound legal institutions, with an overarching focus on women's advancements. Let's talk a little bit about why these areas were selected and how New Perimeter advances its mission in these areas. I think in terms of these areas, clearly there is an access to justice crisis around the world. When we think about where we wanted our focus to be. And I think the overarching focus on women and women's advancement has been incredibly important to all of our work, really looking at all of our projects through that lens. And I think, if anything, the last couple of years has made clear is that 
all of the various crises, including the pandemic, have had a disparate impact on women. So this has become an increasingly important part of our focus. I agree with that. The other area that I think is one of the foundational transversal areas is focus on sound legal institutions. If we look at the Sustainable Development Goals, for example, SDG 16 on peace, justice and sound institutions is one of the goals that's necessary to achieve all of the other goals. And I feel that way about our work around sound legal institutions. Strong legal institutions are the necessary precursors to political stability, to economic development, to a fair society. And I think it's also a really fitting goal for a law firm to be focused on. As lawyers, it's an area in which we can make a significant contribution. And there are many different ways in which we can pull in this focus as well. The three of us in this discussion today come from countries where there are a lot of lawyers. That's not the case everywhere, though. In Zambia, for example, I think there are around 1,500 lawyers for a population of more than 18 million. And that's part of the reason that we have a number of projects in Zambia that are focused on helping to build capacity among the legal profession there. And there is also the work we do to help to improve laws and how they're implemented. The Liberia Wildlife Protection Project, for example, is at first glance focused on protecting endangered plants and endangered animals. But more broadly, it's also addressing the systemic issues that lead to the illegal wildlife trade, things like poverty, corruption and climate change. And by addressing these issues, they're also supporting transparency, inclusive development and the implementation of the rule of law, which creates a society that makes it easier for women to advance, for people to gain access to justice. I would just add to access to justice is one of our issue areas. It's something that really underpins all of our work and that there's a lot that falls into it as Claire mentioned, we often overlook the fact that most of the world's population doesn't have access to a lawyer and doesn't have access to the levers of justice. And how do you ensure that populations in underserved regions can access some form of justice, whether it is through the traditional justice system or otherwise? Some of the ways that we are working on this issue include supporting paralegal organizations, so understanding that some people's path to the law isn't necessarily through lawyers, but through community leaders who are empowered to work with rural populations to help them understand their rights and access resources to enforce those rights. Something that Lisa mentioned previously with increasing the role of pro bono and helping to increase access to justice. So working in countries where there hasn't necessarily been a tradition of pro bono and teaching lawyers, educating the next group of leaders of the legal profession on what pro bono is, how to develop pro bono programs, and how to incorporate that into their legal practice. These are all important things that we can do to work on this issue that impacts everyone around the world, including in the most developed nations. I think, if anything, that we continue to see just how interconnected all of these issues are. And I think, Sarah and Claire, your answers really highlight that in terms of how building capacity then results in sound legal institutions, which then results in improved rule of law and access to justice. And I think we've definitely seen that since the beginning of New Perimeter, but I think it's been highlighted and accentuated in various ways more recently as well. And as we see additional crises around the world that I know are very 
concerning and are areas that we're continuing to look at. So I could not be happier that Sarah and Claire, that you all have become the co-directors of New Perimeter, and I'm so excited to see what the future is going to bring under your leadership. It's a really exciting time for New Perimeter, and I'm wondering if you could talk about what is next. Talk a little bit about your vision and where you see the organization going in the next few years. Thanks so much, Lisa. And we're so grateful to you for your leadership and guidance over the last decade and before you've set an example to us and a legacy to continue on in the leadership of New Perimeter. In terms of the future, the last couple of years have been a crazy ride. Who among us could have predicted the global pandemic and then this never-ending onslaught of crises and humanitarian disasters? It's been a really trying time for most of the world. But if anything, I think it demonstrates to us the need to be flexible and responsive and to always expect the unexpected. Obviously, the pandemic has dramatically influenced the way that everybody works. It's influenced how New Perimeter has delivered our projects. We've been able to pivot very successfully to the delivery of online services. But in the immediate term, we are looking at trying to ramp up our in-person engagement. We'll probably do that incrementally as we come out of the pandemic. In the coming year or two, we are really looking to leverage this new cross-border leadership model with me in the United States and Claire on the continent to really broaden the geographic scope of our projects and also to increase participation from our lawyers who are in all regions of the globe. We will be looking at developing new long-term partnerships focused on high-impact systemic change and also figuring out how best we can leverage the firm's resources to help respond to these humanitarian crises that we're seeing in Afghanistan and now in Ukraine. In the future, over the course of the next decade and beyond, we hope that we will continue to grow the program in terms of reach and impact, and also that we will continue to use New Perimeter to tackle some of the most pressing, difficult projects in a really thoughtful and deliberate way. Things that we have already started working on, like gender inequality, food insecurity and hunger, and issues relating to climate change. I agree with all of that things I would add. I think technology will play an increasing role in how we deliver our projects and also in how we build solutions to some of these problems that we're talking about. And I'd also really like us to continue to devolve our work to become more locally owned and operated in the way that Lisa, the work you were talking about, Mexico, the Access to Justice Teaching Project is now owned by the law school, run by the law school in Mexico. We'll also continue to learn from the people and organisations that we're working with to look at systemic issues around the world and to think about with all of the knowledge and with all of the people and skills that we have access to, how can we help the improvement system to decrease or ideally remove the need of so much pro bono assistance? I think that that's right, Claire. And I have to say, just listening to both you and Sarah talk about the future of New Perimeter and what's on the horizon and the way that New Perimeter works as part of its model. I'm so excited to see what you all are going to accomplish and what our lawyers are going to have the opportunity to do in terms of the ways that we can contribute to accomplish 
the mission of the organization. It's been an incredible honor to work with so many leaders, both that are part of New Perimeter, whether it's our staff, our advisory board, partners from across the firm, but also and especially the incredible and courageous leaders that are on the ground working in so many of the places where we've had the honor to work. I think we've learned so much from the people that we've had the opportunity to work with. And I know that we all admire their resilience and determination and really compassion for providing the justice that we all so desperately seek around the world. So thank you so much for this opportunity to have this conversation. I'm so excited for your leadership and for the future to come. Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to DLA Piper's Beyond the Curve podcast. All information, content, and materials contained in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. This podcast is intended to be a general overview of the subjects discussed and does not create a lawyer-client relationship. Statements and opinions are those of the individual speakers and participants and do not necessarily reflect the policies or opinions of DLA Piper LLP US. The information contained in this podcast is not and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice. No listener should act or refrain from acting with respect to any particular legal matter on the basis of this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. This podcast may qualify as lawyer advertising, requiring notice in some jurisdictions. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. DLA Piper LLP US accepts no responsibility for any actions taken or not taken as a result of this podcast. 